sharing. Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Uh, We hope that your week is going well, and we appreciate you tuning in to kind of stay connected between the Sundays. Uh, Of course, I'm here with my friend and pastor and co-worker, and I'm going to keep the list going, Mm. Brent Bullard. All right. Uh, And today we're joined by Brian and Michelle Rowland. So guys, thank you for being here with us. Thanks Thank for you. Having us. Good to be here. Of course. Yeah. Uh, you guys are uh, fairly newcomers to the church, right? Maybe just within the last year. How long have you been here? Is that right? Um, just a little over a year. Yeah. yeah we, st- we actually found you guys around August of 19. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just, yeah, about coming up on a year and a half, even. Yeah. <laughs> Time is flying. It, it does. With every year that passes, you'll notice it gets a little quicker and quicker. <laughs> yeah. well, well, guys, thanks for, for being here. We do want to just take a moment to allow the church to to get to know you a little bit. This is kind of part of the, the blessing of being able to do this is getting to know some of our church members and people that are um, either have been here for a short period of time or been here for a long period of time and allow the church to get to know you guys. So uh, we'd love to just kind of hear your story and about how you came to know Christ. And so, so Brian, I'd love to, to start with you. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about how you came to know Jesus? Sure. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. So I was born into a Christian family. Um, I was raised in char- church part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved from uh, one place in California to another and during that time, we uh, we kind of stopped going to church, and my parents, um, it just wasn't a priority. So if you had asked me when I was younger, are you a Christian? I would say, absolutely, yeah, 100%. Um, but reflecting upon my life, I can look back and tell you I became a real true Christ follower probably at the age of 32 Hmm. and it was Christ was more of a insurance policy for my soul than a relationship. Hmm. I was naive. I really thought, Oh yeah, no, I'm, I would actually have thoughts of, Oh, the good I've done outweighs the bad kind of Mm -hmm. terrible theology. (laughs) Um, but it was after Michelle and I were married and there's things going on in my life personally that weren't good. And I was like, man, God used the love I had for her and Jack to call me back to him. Mm. And it was like, if, if I'm going to love my wife and my son to the fullest ability, I have to allow God in my life. And I wasn't doing that. Mm. Like I said, God was a side note. He was a insurance policy for my soul is, the way it makes sense in my mind. Hmm. So shortly after we're married, I, uh, I tell Michelle and she, her church background is, is almost, almost nothing. So she didn't, she's like, yeah, whatever. I said, I'm going to start going to church. She goes, go ahead. I ain't going with you. <laughs> I was like, That's fine, but I'm going. <laughs> so I started going and through the grace and mercy of God, I just, his, his truth became alive. You know, he was showing me the Holy spirit was guiding me through this stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is really, really cool. So I got involved into a mid Bible study. Mm. And through that, I, I met a guy named Steve LaRock who mentored me one-on-one one, like two hours a day, every week for 
nine years. Mm-hmm. And it was, was really, really cool. Um, we still talk to this day, obviously. And it's just like, it's just the, the impression that God made in me through that man, taking the time out of his life just to be like, wow, it's just as giving me a heart to want to share all the good news, the gospel with others. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a, it's been a great, um, it's been a great last 12 years. It's, uh, it's amazing the, the things that God allows you to see when you're in his will. And then when you're not, you reflect and you're like, wow, all that stuff I was doing before was so, so bad. It hurt people. And now in some small part, God allows me to be part of people like getting, getting knowledge of him. Hmm. And it's just like, it doesn't matter if I'm setting up chairs for an event. That's Hey, I get to be part of God's work in this place. And it's, it's more rewarding than anything else I've ever experienced. Hmm. That's great. Praise God. So, so Michelle would ask when you kind of, how, what was that like from your perspective, y'all were married and then Brian began getting involved with church. Yeah. Well, tell me, walk us through um, that. It, it, it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my, let me go back a little. My experience with church was, you know, Easter, Christmas, um, various churches, Baptist, Catholic, whatever. Um, my parents were not practicing. Um, I think. My brothers went to a Christian school just because they were naughty and they needed the discipline, so they went there. <laughs> and um, I just was the youngest and never, you know, had any kind of direction with that. So um, I had nothing to base it on other than a couple kind of awkward and bad experiences I'd had in a Catholic church as an adult. And then so when he brought that up, and said, you know, I'm changing my life. This is how it's going to be. I said, well, count me out. Hmm. I don't want any part of it. I'll never change. And that's that. (laughs) (laughs) So he went to church and and joined some men's groups and, you know, did the mentorship with Steve LaRock and and all that. And we we weren't living a a, a healthy life before. And I saw a change in him. Hmm. And, you know, just watching him grow and become more responsible and become a a real man and and not a boy man and just moving forward. And I, the change was undeniable. Mm -hmm. And so I watched this for, I don't know, a year and a half, two years, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, all of a sudden I just, I'm going to church with you this Sunday. And he's like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So, so we went and it was really great. And it resonated with me where, when I had gone to church before in other, um, denominations, uh, it it just, it, it was very contrary to what I was hearing at this church that that he went to. Mm. And it, like I said, it resonated and I loved it and I needed it. And I kept going back and back and, you know, I, Eventually, a couple months later, I gave my life to Christ, and, mm. and I started following him, and it was the best thing I ever did. And then, you know, all the regrets and all that of my, you know, first 40 years of life came flooding in, and it was super emotional, mm. and it was just, it was just, it was great. It was just such a transition and uh, a growth period for me, too. Mm. Um, 
and shortly after, we uh, both got baptized together. And, um, you yeah, know, we've just been growing. And in a nutshell, that's kind of how it, how it happened. We're still working on my son. Um, you know, he's 23 years old and living his own life. Um, but he sees us and he knows we go to church and, and we're very active in the church and, and all that. And it's just so hard for me to have the conversation with him. I, and I don't know why I still struggle. You need to pray mm. for me for that. Yeah, um, Brian's, Brian's a little more, um, outgoing with that, but, uh, it's just, it's just so weird and hard for me to, to talk to him and mm-hmm. I, I still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, um, this is a cool thing that happened. My mom in 2017, um, she was dying of cancer and, mm. um, and, uh, we had, a we had some really good talks about God and she, she wasn't a follower and, um, probably about six weeks before she died, she came to, she came to Christ mm-hmm. and, you know, we prayed together and, um, gave her some really cool literature and and she was so at peace. I mean, Mm. you could just see it right over her face. Mm. Uh, and that was really cool. You have anything to add to that? Just a little side note on that. Uh, after, um, Alice, Michelle's mom had had accepted Christ. We started talking to her about, there's all kinds of different uh, medications and things you do when you have this, uh, the cancer to Mm. take. And it's like a daily regimen, right? So we're going over this stuff. She goes, I don't want to talk about any of that. Let's talk about Jesus. Hmm. I'm like, I get choked up thinking about yeah. that right yeah. now because it's just like a transformation. This lady was not um, following God, but just, she goes, I don't know why I didn't do this earlier in my life. Wow. And it's just like, well, it's, hey, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And it's the spirit bringing somebody to life from death. Yes. Right? Uh, when yes. we're alive, we can't imagine why, why did I find a feeling about death? Right. Uh, the life. And that's the, that's a mark. doesn't matter for a younger person or, or much later in life uh, or in between. That, that's a beautiful story. Yeah. You know, a lot of your story reminds me and, and, uh, uh, prayer for your son as well is the, the, the example of a testimony of, and first Peter really hits this home in chapter two of a life faithfully lived of a faithful witness that the believers have before a watching world that God will use that, uh, as a testimony. We'll see it in the, whether it's a citizen situation or a spouse situation, uh, the faithful consistency, uh, of a life lived abiding in the way of Christ instead of the way of our, our instinctual habits of reviling with reviling. Uh, it, the spirit of God uses that to change people's lives in ways that we can never measure. Uh, even when we struggle to believe that that's a, such a neat story. So I got to ask, so y'all were in California and God brought you here to East Texas. How did that happen? <laughs> you want to do this one? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> well, you got to talk about 2017. Yeah. Wait, wait. So yeah. just, um, this was the year that my mom passed, but we didn't know she was sick. So go ahead. Yeah, we we knew that we were not long for California, just with the political climate and cost of living, cost of living. Just, just there are just several factors that um, was was having us look elsewhere, and we're like, we really like Texas. There's there's activities we like. We really like the outdoors, hunting, fishing. Um, and we were like Bible Belt score, you know, <laughs> right. 
a little naive on that part, but anyway, <laughs> um, so we said, let's, let's fly into, let's fly into Texas. We flew into Austin, though, I guess the worst place in Texas, not knowing. <laughs> rented a car. All the UT fans are severely offended wow. right now. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. But they know it's the truth. <laughs> no offense. Anyway, so we rented a, uh, an SUV and we we're like, we're just going to travel around Texas for a couple weeks and check out different places. So we went, we actually had been looking, on, or Michelle had been looking online at the Hill Country. Beautiful. This little town called Bandera, there's a couple of nice little ranches and we we're mm-hmm. like, oh, we were thinking about buying this uh, business and, you know, having something to, to run when we got here. But we're like, well, let's keep looking. So we check out Bandera. It's, it's really nice. Um, stuff in central Texas was not for us. Um, it's it's a little, the agriculture, we, we grew up in a farming communities. Agriculture is great, but we want a little more hills, some woods and stuff. Came to East Texas. I'm like... This is cool. And uh, so after that, we're looking, we both agreed. We're like, we really like East Texas. And uh, and so we go home and we pray about it and we're praying. And it was, it was really, really cool to see how uh, uh, God kind of confirmed in both of us uh, um, through prayer. Same day, I would say within 30 minutes of each other, we're, we both were like, yeah, wow. I don't, I don't think we can go right now. And we agreed on that. And so, okay, we're just going to stick it out here for a little while. Well, it was two or three months later that her mom was diagnosed with, to be with terminal cancer. And, uh, we're like, wow, that would have been really, cause the relationship between Michelle and her mother is that of like best friends. Mm-hmm. They, they are, they're, they're each other's support system. They're, they're confidants. Mm-hmm. They, they really, really gel, you mm. know, and, uh, not to have Michelle there would have been really hard. Mm. It would have been straining all the way around, you know, having to fly in back and forth. So we're like, thank you, Lord, that we didn't make that leap. So we stayed there. And then a few late, uh, years later after Alice passed, we said, well, California is not really getting any better. Um, so let's let's start praying again. We prayed and things just kind of fell into place. And uh, we said, well, let's go look in East Texas. So we did what any responsible couple would do. We bought a house online without seeing it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In Huntington, Texas. <laughs> and uh, so we, we flew in to check it out, went over the uh, inspection with the guy. And now we, we're, we couldn't be happier. No. We really believe that uh, <laughs> God led us here, and we're we're super happy with with East Texas. Yeah, go. and um, it's been cool because we there are three houses in a row, two on each side of us, and then ours in the middle, and all three were for sale at the same time. Oh. And I'm thinking, is that a red flag? Is there something <laughs> wrong with? So I asked my realtor. I was a little concerned, and he said, "Well, it, the house you're buying, I had already uh, sold it to this gal about a year and a half ago, and her husband just passed. So mm. you know, there's nothing with that. There, she's moving back to be with her uh, daughter." And um, so we got to know our new neighbors, and they're both sides are great. And we've actually Rob and Angela yeah, come yeah. to church with us yes. now, and so um, cool. really love it. And even when we're not around, they come without yeah. us. So uh, that's been really cool. Yeah. 
and share the gospel with them. It's been neat. And then so we're working on the other neighbors right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Well, yeah. We'll place your ears missionaries. And so y'all, uh, you've been, you were at Grace for about eight, nine months uh, before COVID happened, right? Something right. like that. So uh, I guess two questions I'd ask. One is how did you, uh, you ended up choosing to get involved here at Grace? And that's one thing I would say, and Steve and I, as we were uh, talking and excited to have y'all on too, is that your example of, of somebody that you've, you've come to a new place and you saw that grace well enough matched up a number of the things you were hoping for and praying for. And you all decided to just dive in, you know, right now you're already, you're serving in our facilities and maintenance team, helping in leadership there. And, uh, uh with Katie Mitchell, uh, you're involved in small group. Uh, I mean, you've always got a can do let's get her done attitude, which is very much a lot of the people of grace that we've found. Uh, so how did that, how did that happen? Kind of what, what is in you all or what, kind of marks you all that makes you say, yeah, let's, we're here, let's go. Well, I think it's just, um, um, obedience and a reflection of the example that Christ set for us with, um, with being a servant leader. He didn't, um, say, Hey, this job is for you and not for me. He, he led by example and grace in particular, this, this congregation is special. Um, the people here, are joyfully serving they're 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 not i mean if you ask for help you'll be overwhelmed with the amount of help that you get i've i have never noticed a time to where it's like oh nobody wants to try and tackle this if you you know the just the the few people i know on the on the facility and maintenance team um the harrisons uh you know the doug and, and Lori kennedy um just those are just some people that we know personally and they, they just jump right in with both feet anytime and if there's something that's going on hey do you want to give me a hand with this it is a family atmosphere and that's something that was really really cool um it's not like that everywhere and it's just i i fully believe that's being obedient to to what god calls us to as a family as a church family right we can't do what you guys do I'm definitely not going to get up there and sing, and I'm surely not going to get up there and try and teach the Word of God like like Brent does, because I'm that's not the gifting. But there are things that we can do, and, and none they're they're for everybody to to be involved is is a healthy body, something that we've noticed. Um, and then what actually drew us here? So we are 35 minutes away. Um, Back to the Bible Belt comment earlier, um, when we moved here, figured, yeah, we can find a good, healthy church anywhere. Hmm. Not that easy. Hmm. Um, where we moved from, it was an issue, right? There's, there's, there's a lot of churches. In my opinion, there's not a lot of good, healthy Bible teaching churches, mm -hmm. and we tried to, uh, we tend to be drawn to a non-denominational. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times people get hung up on a denomination and it kind of, not always, and there's a lot of really good denominations, so I'm not saying mm -hmm. that, but for me personally, I'm drawn to a non-denominational. There's really no strings attached. I love the elder board. I love the term limits. And the teaching was really good. I sat down with, with you, Brent, and um, asked some questions and everything. So I said, well, we're going to, we're going to try this. And so far, so good. You guys are passing. 
Yeah, we, 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 we've got you fooled this Praise far. God. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. And small group's been great. We had a great small group back in California, and uh, that was super important. So we are uh, connected in the Boobles small group, and it's it's fun. And Brian's <laughs> taught several um, of the get-togethers, and uh, it's it's just great getting to know people on a one-to-one -one yeah. basis like that. Just like, you know, you guys would not know any of this about us unless we had this conversation here. But, um, yeah, we've developed really good friendships through small group too. Very it's, good. it's been really fun. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, yeah, that reminds me this, this Sunday, uh, even though you have only, y'all have only been here a little over a year, Steve and I, it's not like we've been here a long time, only two and a half years, just a little <laughs> over that. Um, so it's not like we're seasoned vets, but we get to be a part of uh, Grace Bible's 80th anniversary, uh, which is kind of wild. You think about it. right now, there's uh, our total time in Nacogdoches and at Grace Bible added up between the four of us is not yet 10 years. Uh, and yet we're able to be excited about what God's done in life and through the congregation of Grace Bible in this community uh, and through her missions and the people deployed off and sent off for 80 plus years of God's faithfulness. So this Sunday will be at one service at 10 o'clock. We'll be outside, Lord willing. Mm -hmm. uh, and if there's a terrible storm that comes, we'll, we'll let you know what the, the, the backup plans will be. But we'll still be gathering Sunday mornings. Uh, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock uh, is the plan. Uh, so as we continue on as well in First Peter, uh, we'll also have some testimony of God's faithfulness. And Stephen, can you give us an insight into some of the, uh, the songs we'll be singing in celebration? Yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but you know, as I reflect on years of singing and worshiping with the church, there are some songs that just kind of stick out in my mind as things that, that you know, I, I think I will I will die one day remembering singing these songs. I think these are just you know, songs like In Christ Alone, um, songs like uh, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, you know, that we'll be singing this Sunday, just to remember kind of our heritage, what it's been like to worship together as a church, but still gospel-centered, focused on Christ and what He's done for us, uh, focused on our need for Him and all along the way, glorifying our Lord for who He is and what He's done. So uh, we, we look forward to, just like we do every single Sunday, a, a time of faithful, gospel-centered worship. Uh, but what's we doing it outside and celebrating the Lord's faithfulness for eight decades? Yeah, can't wait. And we, we sure hope that a lot of our, our folks that are at home will be able to come and gather. We'll have a lot of chairs set out already. Uh, but if uh, somebody wants more uh, distancing as well, there'll be also chairs that are spread out even further. So uh, should be a sweet time together. There'll be brunch going on. There'll be mm. a video playing on loop uh, before and after the service. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. So Brian and Michelle, thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us your story. It's I got to say, I feel really blessed to every single week get to sit here and listen to the Lord's faithfulness to members of our church. And uh, we praise God for that He saved you and that He saved us and uh, that we'll get together with other believers this Sunday. So guys, thanks for, for being here with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. We'll see you guys Sunday. See you. Then. We'll see you.